Part 1 of Chapter 17 of Pilot's Handbook This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Arthur Flavel Pilot's Handbook of Aeronautical Knowledge by the FAA Part 1 of Chapter 17 Aeronautical Decision-Making Introduction Aeronautical decision-making, ADM, is decision-making in a unique environment, aviation. It is a systematic approach to the mental process used by pilots to consistently determine the best course of action in response to a given set of circumstances. It is what a pilot intends to do based on the latest information he or she has. The importance of learning and understanding effective ADM skills cannot be overemphasized. While progress is continually being made in the advancement of pilot training methods, aircraft equipment and systems, and services for pilots, accidents still occur. Despite all the changes in technology to improve flight safety, one factor remains the same, the human factor, which leads to errors. It is estimated that approximately 80% of all aviation accidents are related to human factors, and the vast majority of these accidents occur during landing, 24.1%, and takeoff, 23.4%. Refer to figure 17-1. ADM is a systematic approach to risk assessment and stress management. To understand ADM is to also understand how personal attitudes can influence decision-making and how those attitudes can be modified to enhance safety in the flight deck. It is important to understand the factors that cause humans to make decisions and how the decision-making process not only works, but can be improved. This chapter focuses on helping the pilot improve his or her ADM skills with the goal of mitigating the risk factors associated with flight. Advisory Circular AC60-22, Aeronautical Decision-Making, provides background references, definitions, and other pertinent information about ADM training in the general aviation, GA, environment. Refer to Figure 17-2. History of ADM For over 25 years, the importance of good pilot judgment, or aeronautical decision-making, ADM, has been recognized as critical to the safe operation of aircraft, as well as accident avoidance. The airline industry, motivated by the need to reduce accidents caused by human factors, developed the first training programs based on improving ADM. Crew Resource Management, CRM, training for flight crews is focused on the effective use of all available resources, human resources, hardware, and information supporting ADM to facilitate crew cooperation and improve decision-making. The goal of all flight crews is good ADM, and the use of CRM is one way to make good decisions. Research in this area prompted the Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, to produce training directed at improving the decision-making of pilots and led to current FAA regulations that require that decision-making be taught as part of the pilot training curriculum. ADM research, development, and testing culminated in 1987 with the publication of six manuals oriented to the decision-making needs of variously rated pilots. These manuals provided multifaceted materials designed to reduce the number of decision-related accidents. 
The effectiveness of these materials was validated in independent studies where student pilots received such training in conjunction with the standard flying curriculum. When tested, the pilots who had received ADM training made fewer in-flight errors than those who had not received ADM training. The differences were statistically significant and ranged from about 10 to 50% fewer judgment errors. In the operational environment, an operator flying about 400,000 hours annually demonstrated a 54% reduction in accident rate after using these materials for recurrency training. Contrary to popular opinion, good judgment can be taught. Tradition held that good judgment was a natural byproduct of experience, but as pilots continued to log accident-free flight hours, a corresponding increase of good judgment was assumed. Building upon the foundation of conventional decision-making, ADM enhances the process to decrease the probability of human error and increase the probability of a safe flight. ADM provides a structured, systematic approach to analyzing changes that occur during a flight and how these changes might affect a flight's safe outcome. The ADM process addresses all aspects of decision-making in the flight deck and identifies the steps involved in good decision-making. Steps for good decision-making are 1. Identifying personal attitudes hazardous to safe flight. 2. Learning behavior modification techniques. 3. Learning how to recognize and cope with stress. 4. Developing risk assessment skills. 5. Using all resources. and 6. Evaluating the effectiveness of one's ADM skills. Risk management is an important component of ADM. When a pilot follows good decision-making practices, the inherent risk in a flight is reduced or even eliminated. The ability to make good decisions is based upon direct or indirect experience and education. Consider automotive seatbelt use. In just two decades, seatbelt use has become the norm, placing those who do not wear seatbelts outside the norm but this group may learn to wear a seatbelt by either direct or indirect experience. For example, a driver learns through direct experience about the value of wearing a seatbelt when he or she is involved in a car accident that leads to a personal injury. An indirect learning experience occurs when a loved one is injured during a car accident because he or she failed to wear a seatbelt. While poor decision-making in everyday life does not always lead to tragedy, the margin for error in aviation is thin. Since ADM enhances management of an aeronautical environment, all pilots should become familiar with and employ ADM. Crew Resource Management, CRM, and Single Pilot Resource Management While CRM focuses on pilots operating in crew environments, many of the concepts apply to single pilot operations. Many CRM principles have been successfully applied to single-pilot aircraft and led to the development of single-pilot resource management, SRM. SRM is defined as the art and science of managing all the resources, both onboard the aircraft and from outside sources, available to a single pilot, prior and during flight, to ensure the successful outcome of the flight. SRM includes the concepts of ADM, Risk Management, RM, Task Management, TM, Automation Management, AM, Controlled Flight into Terrain, 
CFIT, Awareness, and Situational Awareness, SA. SRM training helps the pilot maintain situational awareness by managing the automation and associated aircraft control and navigation tasks. This enables the pilot to accurately assess and manage risk and make accurate and timely decisions. SRM is all about helping pilots learn how to gather information, analyze it, and make decisions. Although the flight is coordinated by a single person and not an onboard flight crew, the use of available resources such as Air Traffic Control, ATC, and Flight Service Station, FSS, replicates the principles of CRM. Hazard and Risk Two defining elements of ADM are hazard and risk. Hazard is a real or perceived condition, event, or circumstance that a pilot encounters. When faced with a hazard, the pilot makes an assessment of that hazard based upon various factors. The pilot assigns a value to the potential impact of the hazard, which qualifies the pilot's assessment of the hazard, risk. Therefore, risk is an assessment of the single or cumulative hazard facing a pilot. However, different pilots see hazards differently. For example, the pilot arrives to pre-flight and discovers a small, blunt-type nick in the leading edge at the middle of the aircraft's prop. Since the aircraft is parked on the tarmac, the nick was probably caused by another aircraft's prop wash blowing some type of debris into the propeller. The nick is the hazard, a present condition. The risk is prop fracture if the engine is operated with damage to a prop blade. The seasoned pilot may see the nick as a low risk. He realizes this type of nick diffuses stress over a large area, is located in the strongest portion of the propeller, and based on experience, he doesn't expect it to propagate a crack, which can lead to high-risk problems. He does not cancel his flight. The inexperienced pilot may see the nick as a high-risk factor because he is unsure of the effect the nick will have on the prop's operation, and he has been told that damage to a prop could cause a catastrophic failure. This assessment leads him to cancel his flight. Therefore, Elements or factors affecting individuals are different and profoundly impact decision-making. These are called human factors and can transcend education, experience, health, physiological aspects, etc. Another example of risk assessment was the flight of a Beechcraft King Air equipped with de-icing and anti-icing. The pilot deliberately flew into moderate to severe icing conditions while ducking under cloud cover. A prudent pilot would assess the risk as high and beyond the capabilities of the aircraft. Yet this pilot did the opposite. Why did the pilot take this action? Past experience prompted the action. The pilot had successfully flown into these conditions repeatedly, although the icing conditions were previously forecast 2,000 feet above the surface. This time the conditions were forecast from the surface. Since the pilot was in a hurry and failed to factor in the difference between the forecast altitudes, he assigned a low risk to the hazard and took a chance. He and the passengers died from a poor risk assessment of the situation. Hazardous Attitudes and Antidotes Being fit to fly depends on more than just a pilot's physical condition and recent experience. For example, attitude will affect the quality of decisions. 
Attitude is a motivational predisposition to respond to people, situations, or events in a given manner. Studies have identified five hazardous attitudes that can interfere with the ability to make sound decisions and exercise authority properly. Anti-authority, impulsivity, invulnerability, macho, and resignation. Refer to figure 17-3. Hazardous attitudes contribute to poor pilot judgment, but can be effectively counteracted by redirecting the hazardous attitude so that correct action can be taken. Recognition of hazardous thoughts is the first step toward neutralizing them. After recognizing a thought as hazardous, the pilot should label it as hazardous, then state the corresponding antidote. Antidotes should be memorized for each of the hazardous attitudes so they automatically come to mind when needed. Risk. During each flight, the single pilot makes many decisions under hazardous conditions. To fly safely, the pilot needs to assess the degree of risk and determine the best course of action to mitigate risk. Assessing risk. For the single pilot, assessing risk is not as simple as it sounds. For example, the pilot acts as his or her own quality control in making decisions. If a fatigued pilot who has flown 16 hours is asked if he or she is too tired to continue flying, the answer may be no. Most pilots are goal-oriented, and when asked to accept a flight, there is a tendency to deny personal limitations while adding weight to issues not germane to the mission. For example, pilots of Helicopter Emergency Services, EMS, have been known, more than other groups, to make flight decisions that add significant weight to the patient's welfare. These pilots add weight to intangible factors, the patient in this case, and fail to appropriately quantify actual hazards such as fatigue or weather when making flight decisions. The single pilot who has no other crew member for consultation must wrestle with the intangible factors that draw one into a hazardous position. Therefore, he or she has a greater vulnerability than a full crew. Examining National Transportation Safety Board, NTSB reports, and other accident research can help a pilot learn to assess risk more effectively. For example, the accident rate during night VFR decreases by nearly 50% once a pilot obtains 100 hours and continues to decrease until the 1,000-hour level. The data suggests that for the first 500 hours, pilots flying VFR at night might want to establish higher personal limitations than are required by the regulations and, if applicable, apply instrument flying skills in this environment. Several risk assessment models are available to assist in the process of assessing risk. The models, all taking slightly different approaches, seek a common goal of assessing risk in an objective manner. Two are illustrated below. The most basic tool is the risk matrix. Refer to figure 17-4. It assesses two items, the likelihood of an event occurring and the consequence of that event. Likelihood of an event. Likelihood is nothing more than taking a situation and determining the probability of its occurrence. It is rated as probable, occasional, remote, or improbable. For example, a pilot is flying from point A to point B, 50 miles, in marginal visual flight rules and VFR conditions. 
the likelihood of encountering potential instrument meteorological conditions imc is the first question the pilot needs to answer the experiences of other pilots coupled with the forecast might cause the pilot to assign occasional to determine the probability of encountering imc the following are guidelines for making assignments probable an event will occur several times occasional an event will probably occur sometime remote an event is unlikely to occur but is possible improbable an event is highly unlikely to occur severity of an event the next element is the severity or consequence of a pilot's action or actions it can relate to injury and or damage if the individual in the example above is not an instrument flight rules ifr pilot what are the consequences of him or her encountering inadvertent imc conditions in this case because the pilot is not ifr rated the consequences are catastrophic the following are guidelines for this assignment catastrophic results in fatalities total loss critical severe injury major damage marginal minor injury minor damage negligible less than minor injury less than minor system damage simply connecting the two factors as shown in figure 17-4 indicates the risk is high and the pilot must either not fly or fly only after finding ways to mitigate eliminate or control the risk although the matrix in figure 17-4 provides a general viewpoint of a generic situation a more comprehensive program can be made that is tailored to a pilot's flying refer to figure 17-5 this program includes a wide array of aviation related activities specific to the pilot and assesses health fatigue weather capabilities etc the scores are added and the overall score falls into various ranges with the range representative of actions that a pilot imposes upon himself or herself mitigating risk risk assessment is only part of the equation after determining the level of risk the pilot needs to mitigate the risk for example the pilot flying from point a to point b 50 miles in mvfr conditions has several ways to reduce risk wait for the weather to improve to good visual flight rules vfr conditions take a pilot who is certified as an ifr pilot delay the flight cancel the flight drive one of the best ways single pilots can mitigate the risk is to use the im safe checklist to determine physical and mental readiness for flying illness am i sick illness is an obvious pilot risk medication am i taking any medicines that might affect my judgment or make me drowsy stress Am I under psychological pressure from the job? Do I have money, health, or family problems? Stress causes concentration and performance problems. While the regulations list medical conditions that require grounding, stress is not among them. The pilot should consider the effects of stress on performance. Alcohol. Have I been drinking within eight hours? Within 24 hours? As little as one ounce of liquor, one bottle of beer, or four ounces of wine can impair flying skills 
Alcohol also renders a pilot more susceptible to disorientation and hypoxia. Fatigue. Am I tired and not adequately rested? Fatigue continues to be one of the most insidious hazards to flight safety, as it may not be apparent to a pilot until serious errors are made. Emotion. Am I emotionally upset? End of Part 1 of Chapter 17